In a world full of film and TV news. This just in. Breaking news for you now. Gotta interrupt you here. We have some breaking news. Breaking news. To another story that is breaking overnight. Three men have joined forces to bring you the Hello and welcome to the Weekly Cut Podcast, your number one place for the latest news and reviews in TV and film. This week's episode is effing stacked. Big. Stacked. I, I didn't write fucking on my notes Twitter. because I felt... We're allowed to swear. Yeah, it's a bit naughty though. It yeah. is naughty. It's a bit cheeky. Maybe two. So that's one used. I've just swore. Yeah. That's one. Apologies for my French. Uh, first things first, introductions. Yep. My name is Brad, the usual host here at the Weekly Cut Podcast. That you just heard, who told me off for of swearing, is Conaty, co-host. Swanky new location. We are, I was going to uh, tweet the picture on the, uh, on the Twitter, uh, to be honest, because, well, post now. Sorry, Elon Musk. Um, but yeah, we're, we're recording from my Martin Parr's house. Yeah. Uh, down in, they won't know where it's called, so I'm not going to say it, uh, far away <laughs> in England. Uh, but yeah, we're uh, recording from a different place. This is the last one before we take a break, um, but this is a huge one. We're only taking a break for two weeks. I'm going on holiday. Uh, but let's run through why this is such a huge episode. Marvel got put under the microscope this week with Variety's internet-breaking news reveal. We got trailers for the new Planet of the Apes movie and Ryan Gosling's Fall Guy plus Marvel's Echo. Invincible Season 2 premiere finally hit Prime Video. We've got Gen V finale. We've got Loki season two to talk about in our screen segment. Uh, and stay with us because we've got all the news, new news coming. Uh, but also, lastly, follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Weekly Cut to keep yourself up to date. That's it. Pleasantries done. done. Let's get into it. Very loud one, that one. Is, I was just thinking of the uh, Lukey Wookie on TikTok. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into uh, it. Right. We, we are going to, as I said, talk about the internet-breaking report from Variety on Marvel, and it was titled Marvel in Crisis. Oh, they're in crisis. They are in crisis. We are going to go through the beat for beats, the main stories of that. As I said, it broke the internet. It's quite... Would you? What would you sum that article up it as? It was devastatingly bad. Devastating. That, yeah. Absolutely agree with you there. So, firstly... It was revealed that Marvel has recently had talks about bringing back the original cast members for a new Avengers movie, which would include reviving Iron Man and Black Widow. <sighs> a, a very fair sigh, you just said. Uh, yeah. What do you make of that? It's shocking. Now, I thought of someone over the weekend Talk to, me. to explain this in football terms. Mm-hmm. So for the American listeners, I'm talking your football. Right. This is like the Patriots, how shit they're doing now, bringing back Tom Brady... To try and win something again. You've had your time. You've had your dynasty. <laughs> try and do something new. Build yeah. something new. Bringing these back is the the last roll of the dice. I completely agree. Uh, Connor's actually... I'll tell you what. If you go on Twitter, Con, it's, I think that's our last tweet. Have a read for it, some of the comments. I completely agree with Connor. The desperation smell of this uh, news article. Yeah. Um, coming back as variants is one thing, but to be revived is a disgrace because yeah. especially Iron Man had a perfect ending. Yep. Literally perfect. Uh, what's some of our followers thinking? Um, so, Carl Lanaway. Yep. Carl's quite interactive. Uh, new stuff is pants, mostly. <laughs> I agree, Carl. Fair play, Carl. It is pants. And it basically ended with Endgame. I don't get excited about Marvel anymore. Same feeling. I think a lot of people are struggling with that and, and agree. Um, JD sounds like a pathetic... Uh, sorry, sounds like a panic measure where they'll just destroy the original characters too. I think this is an absolute panic button mode initiated, yeah. Yeah. Um, Timothy Buckley, the desperate for revenue. 
Yep. Yeah, they're probably they're spending too much. So you're, you're all spot on here, guys. Now, Tess Maguire says, I say yes. I want to know why, Tess. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, blue check mark, last ditch effort to save their sinking ship. Yeah, yeah. probably bang on. Let's have a few more. Um, Andrew Walters, run out of ideas. Absolutely agree. They have, yeah, they run out of ideas. And finally, we've got an advert on that tweet. It's a Marvel Snap advert. No way. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, yeah, go, go check out our Twitter app, Weekly Cart. There's, uh, there's probably 40, 50 plus comments there and quote tweets, 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 tweets of people just pretty much singing on the same hymn sheet that it reeks of desperation. It's really bad. I don't think they're going to do that. I think we're going to have variants back in mm. Secret Wars. Um, but if they try and sell an Avengers movie based on that original six again, I think that's a bad way to go and just shows that they haven't got a plan for their catalogue of, you know, uh, portfolio of characters. And yeah. all they're worried about is the original six that made them billions of dollars. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. Uh, speaking of not sounding good, mm. this is huge. Um, now I'll just I'll just summarize this again for everyone. They were they were doing the annual um, they call it the retreat, the Marvel retreat happens around September time every year. And usually, as the article said, it's all fun and games. We're the best. <laughs> we've got so much money. And yep. like Kevin Feige is probably just saying, I'm so fucking good. Just just look at my, all of his hats. All of his hats. Yep. Everyone's complimenting his hats. <laughs> um, but apparently, it was a really bad environment this time it just happened the september just gone where all this was spoken up so that's why all this news is coming out mm. and marvel execs at this retreat have now begun to reconsider focusing uh a refocusing on jonathan major's kang for the next multiverse saga which we're currently in yeah one of that one of those backup plans includes pivoting from kang to dr doom as the new thanos as the new big bad in this multiverse saga. Mm. Now, Majors is obviously going through... Do you want to just bring people up to scratch? Why is... I mean, the article mentions he's got some legal issues people might remember. Yep, so in the taxi, apparently he assaulted his then girlfriend. I don't know if he's still girlfriend. Well, ha- well handled. No. It's all alleged yes. at the moment, so nothing's been proven yet. But I think it's next month the trial starts in New York. Yeah, but obviously it's very bad PR. And also, it's a bit not as big as the Johnny Depp one, but it's extremely public. Yeah. It's and a high profile. I think the texts were quite damning as well, weren't they? Yeah. The, yeah. Connor just said, reminded us that um, the defense lawyers released text messages between the alleged victim and Jonathan Majors in a hope that it would help the case. And yeah. it, it damned them because it Back come five. across like someone really was being manipulated and yeah. abused in some way. It looked like that anyway. But anyway, regardless of, of that, he's got some serious issues and it's going to be a very public trial coming up. Um, what do you think about Doom, though? I want Doom. And I've wanted Doom for, for ages. Yeah. But not like this. Not like this. Not like this. Not I don't like want it like this. this. I want Kang and Doom. I want them, but we, yeah. we can have both. Yeah. But I think... I don't know. There's, there's got to be a way where they can maybe just recast majors. If there's loads of variants, yeah, just recast them. Well, here's a good question for Connor and for you, the listeners. Bring it, bring it back to the table on our Twitter to see what you think about it. But I've got my opinion, but I want to hear from Connor first. Mm. Regardless of Jonathan Majors being a bit naughty and doing what he's done, if he's done it, is Kang working in the MCU since Phase Five began as the new big bad? For me, yes, no. Elaborate, sir, on why. Ant Man and the Wasp was an absolute <laughs> fucking shit show. It was a travesty. It and was it, a travesty, and that was a you, you look at that character and you think, yeah, the big bad. 
which got beaten by ants. It's look. Connor, it sounds like he's taking the piss, and he is a little bit, I assume. Yeah. But you're absolutely bang on. Yeah. We have seen, and this is my issue, I completely agree with you. My issue is we've seen Kang or a Kang variant yep. three times now in the MCU since Phase 5 began. Connor just mentioned it, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, beaten by Ants and effectively Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, then we had him in um, the, he was called He Who Remains at the end of Loki Season 1. Fantastic performance. Yeah. But also dies i don't know he, i know he doesn't try and stop it he knows it's coming etc and then we see him in loki and spoiler alert he gets vaporized there as victor timely yeah. another variant sort of thing now i know it's all different and people go yeah but it's not kang the conqueror but we are seeing the face of the villain part of this multiverse saga we have seen die three times now yeah it's not working in terms of making him a menacing do you get what my point yeah I know, I know they might have a plan and people will say, our friend Craig will say, but in the comics he dies a lot and then he learns. And Okay, that might be right for the comics, but on film, as the MCU, it, for me, it's not working. Yeah. I'm not scared of Kang. I don't find him menacing. He's been dealt with easily so far. Yeah, and if you think back to Thanos, you only see him die once. I guess his head chopped off. After he's done everything. Yeah, he's already won. At the end. He and he's really, weak at that point. Yeah, in the end, he doesn't really die. Just, he just evaporates. Do you never see him die? Because he's that big and powerful, you think, he ain't dying. Exactly. You ain't killing him. Perfectly summed up. There's nothing more I can say on that. With regards to Doom, I do, I personally am willing to, like Connor said, not like this. It's a shame it's like this. But at the end of the day, I do think, regardless of his trial, the, he's, not, he's not working box office-wise anyway. Because yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania failed and all the other things are failing. I would just pivot and make a new storyline. I think this so. new. Just, it's not working. Marvel. Do it now. Don't wait. Or do it now. Yeah, do it now. Whilst it's early. Perfect. You can change uh, it. I mean, that, that sums it up uh, pretty good to me. I actually, I'm going to hot take, I think he's out. Yeah. I, I think, why why would they risk pushing through with Jonathan Majors when it's not, clearly people are not happy with the MCU regardless of his trial. Yeah. They're not happy with Kang at the minute. So what are you gaining by going, keeping someone who would, potentially could lose this very public trial yep. and is the face of your MCU. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't make yeah. sense. And I think there's, at the moment, we're not going to go into Loki until a few weeks yeah. in the finale. But with Loki, I do think there is a perfect get out. Yeah. There is a way where you can just get rid of Kang and just go another way. But obviously it's already filmed, yeah. but, the, but there was a way. Yeah. But it's, it's troublesome. It's troublesome. Yeah. Well, a good segue onto our next point. Why not recast... Jonathan Majors yep. as Kang with Mahersha Ali. Yeah. And people might be saying, but he's Blade. Well, that's in fucking... No, sorry, that's my second swear word. Sorry, that's, that's my it, second yeah. swear word. That's in nightmare development hell. Yeah. Uh, he nearly walked. We're going to go through that in a second. Maybe just get him out of Blade and put him in as, as Kang, the Conqueror. Yeah, just so we've got to... Listen, we're really sorry. <laughs> Here's this. Uh, well, let's go. Let's just quickly go into that. It's one of the last big bits of that report. Uh, Mahersha Ali uh, was ready to exit Blade over script issues. It was said to have reduced the character Blade to fourth lead on the movie. Good news is Michael Green, who wrote Logan, has now been hired to write the script from scratch. Kevin Feige has thrown everything out and managed to, I, th I think, persuade Ali to stay. Yep. And the film is now being made on a budget of less than 100 million. Um, What's your first thoughts on all that? 
prime example of Marvel not controlling the ship. <laughs> and Fargy's now got involved and changed it, but you can't have a Blade film yeah. and be fourth character in line. And wasn't it the rest of it was quite female-led? You're absolutely right. Yes, it was. Just, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. What's going on? Someone, whoever was right, I don't know the, the person who was writing that, I really don't. Um, yes, it sounds like some good points there. Logan Wright is coming on board, and but that what that is one of the worst development situations I've heard from that that um, Marvel's Blade. It's been terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really know. I've got a feeling that's never going to get made. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And Joe, you know what they're going to struggle to get people in axes, big axes through the door because they're going to say, "No way, am I coming anywhere near?" It's a mess. That mess at the minute. Yeah, I'm not coming here. Um, right. Before we go on to two huge rumours, uh, we're going to finish up that article. I've labelled this bit Connor's tidbits. Oh, yeah. Uh, Connor's dug out some little bits we just want to highlight from that report that you may have missed as you were reading through. So, far away. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That was so <laughs> weird. <laughs> so, here's my tidbits. Connor's tidbits. Uh, when the release date for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania was moved up, the VFX artist, now we know, but just listen, just remember, VFX artists were squeezed even further with many having to work 14-hour days and no overtime. Now, they to be squeezed even further than they were, that's really bad, um, is brought forward four months and swap with the Marvels. Yeah, I, I remember when that happened, and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't, th- I wasn't thinking about when the news happened that the Marvels is swapped with Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania, I was happy because we're getting a, a Marvel movie I care about more. Yeah. Turns out it was shit. Um, four, well, third swear word. We're done. <laughs> we're we're cancelled. <laughs> um, but I didn't really think about, the, which is bad for me really because, you know, we should really be thinking about the VFX part and yeah. if you're a big film person, you should want the staff and the cast and crew to be treated fairly. Yeah. But that's disgusting. Really bad. And that's probably why it didn't look good. Well, greed. It looks fucking horrendous. Yeah, horrendous. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, horrible. This one is absolutely shocking. Prepare to be shocked. Uh, one episode of She-Hulk reportedly cost more than the Game of Thrones season eight finale. Yeah. The whole season eight finale. Uh, sorry, screen time got that wrong. Ah, Big Marvel, yes. They, they said it was the whole of season eight, but apparently they miss, it should have just said the season eight finale, I believe. So that, because the whole of season so, finale. I'm uh, sorry, the final episode. So you know, you know, oh yeah. But remember that final episode, episode was like CGI insanity. Yeah. The red keep was falling down, the dragon burning, and and it was just mental. Yeah. And how the fuck did She Hulk cost more than that? I'm trying to think back what was big in She Hulk, and it was just one big fucking Hulk. <laughs> That's another one. Sorry, but yeah, we're done, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> how can that cost? I don't get it. I think it was in the region of around two hundred and forty million. The whole series it cost, which is just—it's like Marvel's a, a shit money laundering. They're trying to clean it and they can't do it. <laughs> a shit just money laundering—that's spot on, mental. Um, but we'll end the tidbits on a good note. Um, so, scooper, my time to shine. Hello has reported that Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man will be the leads in Avengers: Secret Wars. Now this has excited me. The reason it excites me, and it sounds, that sounds really political as if I was just starting something there. The table's rising a bit. Um, <laughs> but that's an interesting dynamic because yeah. you've got Wolverine's brutal bluntness alongside Tobey Maguire, who is easily, would you say, the geekiest of Spider-Man. Yeah, he's a kind boy. He's a kind boy. Yeah, but he's a geekiest one. He's yeah. a, without question. So that's a quite funny mix. Yeah. 
Um, but what's your thoughts on that? I'm, yeah, I'm all over that. Yeah, I think because I really want to see like, uh, Wolverine. Yeah, and if you give me Tobey Maguire, I'll take him all the other week. Yeah, so yeah, I am buzzing for that. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. think it's a nice new direction as well to go to, not just the, the old boring standard Avengers that we've seen, which we might be fucking getting again. <laughs> but yes, it's new, a new lead, a new way. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that was from uh, Scooper on Twitter. My time to shine. Hello. Um, but yeah. That's a mouthful, that. It is a mouthful, yeah. yeah. She's, she, it's a she, I think. Um, it's one of the sort of most well-known ones out there alongside Daniel Richmond. Oh. Segway on to the next huge rumour mm. of the week that came out, I think, yesterday. Uh, Daniel RPK on Twitter has reported that Michael Keaton's vulture is returning for Spider-Man 4 alongside Tom, Sir Thomas Holland. Oh. Um, would you like to see Michael Keaton's vulture back? I like Michael Keaton. Yeah. So I'd like to see him back. Vulture... Uh... Could be cool, could work. Would it make sense to you? What I'm saying there is that I thought he ended quite sort of like he's realised he's wrongdoing. Yeah. Um, Because he actually, at the end, the post-credit scene with Matt Gargan, I think it is, or Gorgon, where Scorpion, he sort of doesn't tell him who Spider-Man is because he comes to him and goes, I've heard you know who uh, Spider-Man is. And he goes like, no, I'm not, whatever. Um, So... Or, or was he just maybe wanting to keep him for himself to get venge- vengeance? I don't know. But, mm. yeah, at the end of the day, regardless of me just spitballing there, I like Michael Keaton. Yeah, but it does seem a bit confuddled. Yeah. Like, where's he going to come into it? Unless he's sort of bad but helps Peter Parker in yeah. a way. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I feel like I've had enough of that in Spider-Man, where the, the villain turns like, like you've got Dr. Oxpress and all that. And I help like, you out. Yes, I don't want that anymore. That's a good point, actually. We did have that in No Way Home. We had that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, fair enough. Fair point. Let's see. Yeah, okay. Right, let's move on to a plethora of trailers, mate. Ooh. That was really loud. Was I'm it? really sorry. Well, do you know what? You can turn it down. You're just joking. Yeah, apologise. <laughs> uh, right, big one, Con. Yeah. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Uh, now, this, uh, just to clarify for people, comes out on May 24th next year. It's set a couple of generations after the trilogy, which ended with War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. That's my spiel done. What did you think? Because me and you have not spoken. Yeah. Now, it looks really good. Visually. Uh, visually, it looks spectacular. I think your words were, I'm going to come back to Marvel. The words were, what are they doing? What are Marvel doing wrong? Yeah. Because it looks stunning. It does. I like that the main character looks like Caesar. Yeah. Because that means you haven't got a bond with another character, You would really. probably think it's a descendant of Caesar's clan or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think their main highlight is, look, the apes can talk now and they're heavily into yeah, that. Like, yeah. we're, we're like, what a wonderful day. Yeah. It's like, look what we can do. Yeah. But as a story, I'm not sure because I get the sense from the trailer is there's going to be a, a, a war with the apes on ape crime, mm-hmm. ape and ape action, and with the humans as well. Ape and ape action. So it's going to be... Free, a triangle. Well, yeah, it's going to be... Um, I, mean, I don't know what... I don't think the humans are going to be sort of like a war type thing because basically people may know... Obviously, you know this, but the whole idea of Planet of the Apes is that sim- simian flu, whatever it's called, I think it's called that, um, once that takes effect, the it turns humans into primates mm. and boosts the um, intelligence of apes. So what we're going to get with in this... Because generations have passed... As you saw Woody Harrison not being able to speak at the end of War for the Planet of the Apes, generations have now passed, which means they're like basically animals. They're going to be like yeah. cavemen. 
So I don't think they're going to be any match for apes. So I think there'll be a human element of the story because it seems to be a, a young girl that's focused. Yeah. That you saw, yeah. Which I know her face from somewhere and I can't think. Um, but anyway, but yeah, it's going to be, I reckon it's about the king. The, it's now fully run this planet by apes and it's going to be about the kingdom and, and there's maybe a king and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's whether people are going to be interested in that aspect which i think i am because i loved it when it was coba versus caesar yeah now that was coba's one of the best villains i've ever seen in a movie he was phenomenal um and also before i end on my bit i like the fact that it was two minutes which is a long time yet i don't know what the story is yeah that's true yeah i agree with that i don't know which this day and age they give the game away don't they am i correct in thinking was there like a, a gorilla tribe is it like a gorilla look? What? Oh, right. So do you mean so? Like, obviously, they're chimpanzees, aren't they? Like, yeah. yeah. Caesar was a chimp, wasn't he? Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm if, sure it's like a gorilla gang. Well, I did say there was a, a fight scene where one had like an electric yeah. staff thing. Yeah, I would like a gorilla gang. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, if, Connor, you can put a good word in the gorilla boys. The gorilla boys. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, again, I don't know. It's all speculation. There seems to be someone, the person that Connor done a really good impression of. What a you know, what a lovely day or whatever it is. Seems to be a king of sorts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just I don't know what the story is, but I love that. Is it um, my man doing it again? What's his name? Andy Circus yeah. doing the thing. He's not. I don't think he's involved. Oh no. And obviously Matt Reeves, who done the the, uh, the Planet of the Apes, is not involved either. Um, oh, it's okay. Wes Ball, I think, is the director. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Connor's maybe a little bit cautious at the minute. I've got high hopes. This whole franchise, I don't really miss. No. So I've got a very very hot my but but but. My expectations are sky high. Because of how good the last trilogy was. And in fairness, I think in the whole Planet of the Apes, um, because I'm a fan of even Charles Keston's ones from years ago, other than Mark Wahlberg's one, Mm. uh, with Tim Roth as the villain, that that wasn't great. I quite like it, but I know it's not a great movie. So that's one in, what, like eight or seven movies. So, okay. It's pretty good going. pretty good going. Yeah. Uh, Right, let's move on to Marvel's Echo. Straight over to you. What a pleasant surprise. <laughs> and I, this trailer was so cool because, and I think this is echoed nice. around everywhere. Yeah. Didn't feel like Marvel. No. I feel like something a bit darker. Yeah. And a bit. Kingpin could be one of my favorite characters. And I think that's Vincent D'Onofrio. I completely agree. I think he's brilliant. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, now, we've got a couple of things to talk about um, uh, the sort of series Echo, which we're hearing online and some, some reports. Um, but first of all, just straight away, I know, obviously, I know what you just said. You love Vincent Nofrio's Kingpin. You love Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Yeah. You loved the Netflix show Daredevil. Yeah. Now, this is the first TV mature R-rated project that's coming out. Um, obviously, Deadpool is also R-rated, but that's going to come out after. So as of now, this is the first project in the whole of the MCU that's going to be R-rated. Did it live up to that name in the trailer? Yeah. There's, there's one bit in it. Go on our Twitter, uh, Wiggly Cut. There's one bit in the trailer where a man gets shot in the head, up for a chin. Man, that's pop. And you see it, it doesn't cut away, you see it all. At and all. you see him drop. Uh, it's just mental. Even the brutal kingpin punches at the beginning when he, he's got that man down the alley and he's punching him. And I love the fact that when he makes connection, it echoes. Yeah. And it's just really cleverly done direction. But also, it zooms in on his hand and it's blood and it's shaking. Yeah. And that's even, and it's not because he's nervous, it's not because he's nervous, but I've, not that me and Connor get into loads of scraps. We're not. We're geeky lads. 
but okay, it does happen. Your hand will shake because of the tension of punching someone. Yeah. So it's really realistic. And the way they zoomed in to grab that and it's bleeding with blood, it's scabbed. Oh, it's, it's just brilliant. It's fucking brutal. Uh, I just think it looks fantastic. Um, she apparently as well, this is not apparently, sorry, this is from the director. She's not going to be a hero. So oh. she's a villain. Okay. Yeah. So she's very much a villain. And it's not going to be like an anti-hero. She's going to do some very questionable things in this series. I like that. I like that. As yeah, well. that's good. Some things you're not going to like in a second. Oh no! But that I do like, and I yeah. agree with Connor. That sounds cool. Um, now this is where it gets a little bit sticky. All right. Um, her powers in the comics. I believe I didn't read the comics. I think she can copy people, a bit like Taskmaster in Black Widow. What a horrible villain in the oh, movie! Shocking. Um, but she can copy people's powers and stuff like that. Apparently, she's going to be imbued by magical tattoos of her ancestral, like, tribe. Mm. Um, I don't want that. That sounds... It sounds shit. That sounds shit. Yeah, it just sounds shit. It just sounds... We've got something good on our hands, and they're going that route. And it's the women ancestors as well, so it's going to focus a lot on that. Yeah. Of course. Disney. Disney. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just... That I hope I hope they've reported that wrong, but yeah. it sounds like it's true, and that's going to be what happens. Why can't we just have <laughs> Kingpin takes Echo under his wing, and it's just like them two, and she's just a little little rabid dog, yeah. lets her off the leash, and just does his dirty work. And her whole life, she's been trained by all the Kingpin's people, so that's why she's good. She doesn't need imbued nah. powers. I don't need that. Oh, but anyway, it, look, the action looks great. I really am going to like some of the scenes when they do like some fighting and it's going to be, we're going to hear it from her point of view. Yeah. She's deaf, obviously. And like there's a bit in the trailer where she kicks a chair and you can hear muffled punching. Yeah. And I think that would be quite cool to jump into that world quickly and then out. I think that'd be quite good. But, yeah. But yeah, look, it's a surprise this con. Yeah, um, Joe, what? I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm looking forward. I didn't realise that Kingpin was in this much as well. I didn't. And at all. At all. The man can't be stopped because he got shot in the face and he's just got lost one eye. Absolutely spot on. It does follow from the Hawkeye series. Not a great representation of Vincent Lefferts Kingpin, but he was shot in the face. And as Connor said, he's right as rain. Just got a little plaster on. A little plaster, it's yeah. fine. Uh, right, let's end this segment, Con, with a little bit of a surprise. Mm. Just no need to talk about it too much, but the full guy. Yeah. What did you think? Really, really, really liked it. This will be the type of film where you come out of the cinema and go, I had a really good time. Yes. And you you feel really excited. You can go for a couple of beers afterwards. Yeah. It's one of them films. Did you watch, I think we've done an episode on it, so I'm sure you did. Did you, Bullet Train? Yeah. That was really wildly fun. Yeah. And same director, David Leach. So I just think that's the best example. I completely agree with that breakdown. It's just one of them ones that you're going to come out and go, that was so fun. Yeah. You'll forget and, about it. In oh, yeah. 24 hours. But Ryan Gosling is the perfect man for it. Yeah. Completely um, so it seems like, just to clarify for people, so comes out on March 1st as well. As I said, David Leach, director of Deadpool 2 uh, and Bullet Train. So he really good at the slow motion action sort of bits because the CGI looks great. It looks like Ryan Gosling is a stuntman. Yeah. Then for the main star, who is Aaron Taylor Johnson, I believe, who then goes missing in real life and then he has to find him. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, do the stuff he's trained to do has to do it in real life. I just think it looks really good. It does look, yeah. Emily Blunt's in it as well. Yeah, Emily Blunt, sorry, yeah. It, it, it does look really cool. Just it's fun, it looks funny, quippy. The action looks good. Quippy. 
Yeah, it's going to be lovely. Quintessential. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's going to be a good. Uh, he's just so much comedic talent at the minute. Yeah, he is. He's turned it on late in his career. To, like the yeah. Nice Guys, one of my favourite comedies ever. He's so funny, and he is just such a breath of fresh air when it comes to comedy. I just think he's great. Yeah. Um. But yeah. That is our trailer segment. Yeah. We've flown through it a little bit. We are flying. But I'm liking that. I want it to punchy for the audience. Yeah, we've sent the girls to the range. They're <laughs> shopping. The range of B&Ms. That's actually not a joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, there's range in America, isn't there? Nah. No? It's their target. Target, oh, target, yeah. for God's sake. Oh, I just realised. Range, target. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Someone look hey. into that. Um, but anyway, let's move on to one of our main segments. Let's talk Invincible. Yeah. You watched it yesterday? Yeah, I did, yeah. I watched it the day it came out. This let I sum up season one. Did you how did you like season one? I really enjoyed season one. I was unsure because I'd never really watched animation. Yeah, so I thought I don't think this will be for me. And it's exactly what you want, and then some. The, the gore, the action, the the story was just hands down, and the voice talent was unreal. That that's something they just. I don't know if they intended that going in when they said let's do Invincible. Mm. Let's just get the best voice cast ever. But it is that good. Yeah. And even the new people um, will get onto it. Uh, but uh, that Sterling K. Brown, um, yeah. people know him from many things. Um, but he's the voice of the villain in this first part of Angstrom Levy. We're going to get into it. But just so good. Really good. It's just yeah. annoying. They're all just brilliant. Um, I'll tell you what, let's, let's just jump into it. I'm with Connor. I thought season one was fantastic. A massive surprise. Prime video yet again, hitting big on their superhero um, sort of portfolio. Yeah. Um, now, I guess let's start with multiverse yeah you were worried going in yep because we're in the world at the minute where there's multiverse stories left and right not just with marvel mm. in dc anything everywhere all at once it's everywhere multiverse at the minute we knew that going in we spoke about in the pod that this is going to be a multiversal series yep um season sorry uh, season two straight away you're thrown into another universe it starts in another universe yeah how did you hand how did you like that universe do you want to explain that yeah, so in this universe, Omni-Man and Invincible are, they've done what they're supposed to do. They've taken over the world to be their new colony and their new sort of land. That's it. And whoever betrays them or stands, defies them, they're dead. Destroyed. Gone. Yeah. You're gone. And you're not stopping Omni-Man and no. Invincible. And they're just evil. Horrendous. They, don't, they, they kill people without, set, they're talking about like having lunch after yeah. and about to kill like 50 people in cold blood. Yeah. And then that bit where, um, I can't remember her name, he's like this other superhero girl. Adam Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Where he just snaps her neck. Yeah. Doesn't kill her though, yeah. just because he don't want to. And she's just paralysed. Yeah. He's just like, we come straight in and it's gruesome and it's back where we started. Yeah. And I thought, first of all, I thought, what's going on? Because I forgot it's more yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going on? But yeah, it was, it was a solid, solid opener. Eve, the, the bit, I mean, they, they're fight, as Connor just said, they're fighting like a... A that world's version of the Guardians of the Globe, yeah. and Adam Eve's a part of it. The robots part of it, and you know the the deformed baby. Oh yeah, and then he goes, <laughs> and then he goes. Just as uh, no, uh, Nolan, aka Omni Man, is about to kill him, he goes. Um, the little deformed person goes. Um, One day you will die. You will be killed. And he goes, Yeah, you should have died at birth. <laughs> and like it's just straight away reminds you yeah. of the dark tone of the, and then just cut. He's cutting people's heads and. It just said, right, remember, you've had some time away from Invincible World. Just remember this is bloody gruesome. Yeah, this is what we are. And dark. This is what we are, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I loved it. I loved that seeing that world, the comparison. Uh, it's brilliant. Um, we then jump back to our main universe. 
Yeah. Um, and he's out on patrol, invincible. His head's not in it. No. Um, it's only a month. I didn't realise it was going to be so soon. It's only been a month since Omni-Man's attack and him nearly dying and, and his, you know, his mum realising that she was just a pet yeah. and things like that. Um, yeah, I just... How good is the animation? It's really good. It's, there's nothing like it, Rick. It's, it's just I, I like, don't think there is. There's something about it that was just so cool. Even when he does, like, the, there's a fire and he's flying across the city and coming into the harbour and letting the wave follow it. And, like, it just looks amazing. And then he goes up and, and he's listening out, like Superman does, for, for things that are going on. And, like, just looking at the city below. Yeah. Like you said, I don't recall, and I watch a lot of animation, I don't recall it looking like this. Yeah, it's just so clean. And it's just... And the bit where you know it highlights where he is. Yeah. So he's doing all these little bits, taking ambulance to the hospital, get there quicker. Yeah. Little save, just little things. Yeah. And then there's the two actual villains... He doesn't get involved. No. Because he's not ready. No. He knows he's not ready to get involved. Exactly. But that's, it's just little things like that. It's just so cool. It's just so like, they ease you into it. Yeah. But you know where you are. Exactly that. Uh, right. Let's talk Angstrom Levy. Her, he's the villain. Yep. Let's try and explain him a little bit. Because mm. he's, the story I was really, I haven't read the comics, but the story I think is fantastic. I didn't know they were going to go this way. Yeah. So basically, he has the ability to open up dimensions. Yep. And what this one variant, we're going to call him a variant, what this one variant has done has pulled across from like hundreds of different dimensions and slash universes. And he's pulled all the Angstrom Levies in that world into one place, our main universe. Mm. Um, and what he's done there, and because in that horrible universe where Omni-Man and Thingy win, you see that version of Angstrom Levy and he goes like, he hates Invincible and hates Omni-Man. Just as Invincible's about to kill him, he gets portaled through. So yeah. he's taken. Um, I didn't realise at that time that that was Angstrom Levy. Yeah, Until like. later on. Yeah. Um, anyway, on the main universe, he's using the Mauler twins, who I love. Yeah, they're really cool characters. They're really cool characters. Yeah. He's using the Mauler twins to um, put all of the knowledge of all the hundreds of different Angstrom Levies into one mainline variant yeah that person that one who we've seen who, who broke out the Mauler twins but what happens is that it, the, the sort of procedure is interrupted and he's basically got like a bipolar disorder now but the the one we saw who hates invincible from that horrible gruesome earth where invincible rules is in control yeah believes is believes invincible is his invincible do you get what i mean yeah yeah so it's just that makes for such an interesting, not just the, I'm going to take over the world. It's, it's such a, a web. It's a motive that I understand because he's confused and believes that Invincible that is in front of him in this world is that person. Yeah. Oh, it's just really good. It's a cool, and what I liked as well is the one before was like your Gus Fring style character. Cool, calm, collected. Yeah. Nothing fazed him. And now we've got this... He was a good guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, because he said I didn't want to. I didn't want to start this world on my my time with blood. And oh yeah, because he saw Invincible getting beat and stuff like that. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, now he's just a, a psychopath. Just just messed up mentally. Just messed up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I mean that. I, I. To be fair, I'm quite proud of us. That was extremely well explained. That yeah, villain was. is cool. Um, really cool. Now let's end it because it was my favourite scene: the Mauler twins fight. How that that was. So he sort of calls in about 10 more to try and stop from different dimensions. They all look different to try yeah. and stop Invincible. And he's taking them on one-on-one and, 
and then get absolutely, he gets battered in the end. You just get absolutely battered. Battered. Yeah, but yeah, that fight is cool. Those Mortal Twins are, they're characters where you think, oh, they're not important, but they are. They're really, like, you can relate to them. They're you funny, can. they're powerful. Yeah, they're smart. Yeah. Um, he's clearly not done, so, you know, after the explosion, one of the Mortal Twins is, like, burned in half. Yeah. And skin flailing, but, and he leaves, but I reckon he's obviously going to be back. But yeah, you're right. They are just extremely cool characters, and the the fight sequence in that is just like Connor said, brutal, and the the animation is so clean and just looks brilliant. Such um, a good series. I've got one more th- thing to end it on, which I really loved. How they tease in the first season, they never said Invincible. Yeah. So they was like, just remember, I'm, and it would cut to the title card. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in this, they keep doing it. It pauses, and then they say "Invincible." Yeah, and it's just—I think that's they're having fun with the audience. I, I just think it's really clever. Yeah, I, I thought they'd release more than one episode. I did. Yeah, um, this is being split into two two parts, a bit like Stranger Things has done. Um, so there's four episodes in this, and I think Angstrom Levy's arc will end at episode four, and yeah. then there's been a break for a couple of months or something, and then there's another four episodes coming, which I think is going to be... Omni-Man. And uh, Otherworld. The Otherworld, Viltrum sort of come into... Because there's characters like the Conquest and Thrag who are like more powerful than Omni-Man. Won't get into it. It's yeah. shit's going down. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Yeah. yeah I want to see that. Um, but yeah, uh, just a fantastic premiere. Out of 10, what would you say that out of 10 for a premiere? Strong eight. Strong eight. It's a strong eight for me. I think I'd go with that. Yeah. Perfect. I watched it in bed hungover as well. It was lovely. Maybe so if it's better. still good, when well, you've been bed hungover, fair play. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, let's move on to our screen segment. Tell me! Well. Well, well, well. What, what film is that from? What? What? Tell me. Yeah. It's uh, Thor 1. Oh, and he's, yeah. And Loki, Tom Edison, is speaking to Odin. Um, and I think basically saying, like, you're not my dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what am I? Tell me, sort of thing. And that's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to get one. What a wonderful day. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Loki, episode five. Yeah. You're brilliant. loving this series, oh, it's fucking you? brilliant. I watched this yesterday as well. And Holly said to me, this is this might be one of my favourite MCU projects in a while. She loves to fit the old films, but yeah. she adores this. I, this is the best thing since Endgame. I think so. In my opinion. Yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home, We've gone through it, not a great 45 minutes, but then kicks in with Goblin. Yeah. And then the, the Andrew Garfield, Willem Dafoe, and Tobey Maguire are, are what make that film so amazing, in my, in, I think, our opinion. Yeah, So absolutely. although it was fantastic and a cinema experience, in terms of a project, I wouldn't rate that higher movie than this than Loki as a series, personally. Yeah. I wouldn't. I think Loki is absolutely phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree with that. This The story of this is... Brilliant, and it makes you think. Yes, all you're doing is thinking. Oh, we could go this way. Yeah, we could go that way. We could. It's just so good. And some of the shots where, like, I'm not going to go into the whole episode, but at the beginning where Loki stand there and there's a lover Loki, and he goes hello, yeah. turns around, and disappears. And about five minutes later, where the Loki standing there, the other variant. Yeah, yeah. I think, oh, so cool. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, again, direction. A good thing is that this directors on this is doing they doing we said it on last week's episode the other week oh they're doing something they've been hired to do oh daredevil born again oh yeah so they're, yeah, they're yeah. doing daredevil born again new series because that was obviously scrapped and redone um so yeah really excited because the direction is kind of just fucking little things like that it's just brilliant yeah uh, and tom hiddleston they they're lucky to have him 
MCU. Yeah. He's he's almost too good. Yeah, he is such too good. a good actor. Um, but yeah, it ends. Uh, spoiler alert: a little bit. Um, we're not going to go into it too much because we'll, we'll talk about this when we return in a couple of weeks. But it does end on a Infinity War type shit yeah. goes down because the the blue the the bloom what's it called loom bloom thing loom loom sorry the loom bloom the loom is obviously you know expanded and it ended on episode four as you know it cracked open and now at the end of episode five he can control his time slipping mm. and he says he can rewrite his own I, story. I can rewrite this story yeah yeah and it's just oh, so good oh. i've got my theories yeah i know it's not true but if it, if it was true but don't I'd say it because it. it's good yeah so i've i think or i was thinking or what i'd like is loki is the tva and he created the tva because so he's pulled morbius and pulled uh, clayton and the others to start the TVA again and make it again. And there's just one big loop and yeah. keeps going round and around and around. I, that, when Connor said that to me, that's what I want it to be. Yeah. I really do. Whether it is, we don't know yet. Um, it, it's the likelihood it is that it's Kang because it's been revealed that, uh, I can't remember who it was, but some uh, filmmaker in, on this article said that they've seen the episode six finale of Loki and it's really heavily sort of Kang set up. Yeah. So that's why there's issues with Jonathan Major's future. So it's likelihood that it will be Kang, but I would I think it makes for a better story if it's not what we all think. Yeah. And time has been played with and Loki is in charge of the TVA and this is him pulling the strings. Yeah, because you gotta remember Loki belongs nowhere. He doesn't belong anywhere. Absolutely spot on. So this will be his belong. Yeah. And he's a god of mischief, let's not yeah. forget. And this will be the most mischievous thing ever. Yeah. He can go back and do all sorts. Yeah. Oh, cool. Did he, with this newfound time slip, slipping power, did he go back and change things to create the TVA in his image? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, oh, there's so many ways this can go. And I just think it's that's make, that's what makes this so fantastic. Yeah. So clever. Is that they've set it up perfectly. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant yeah. season. Um, now, uh, let me get this one out of the way. I started watching 10 Minutes of Expendables 4. It's one yeah. of the worst movies I've ever watched. Blimey. Turned it off. And I don't turn off any movies. You don't turn off I movies. I don't turn off movies. That was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Not going to say anything more. What a shame. Jesus um, Christ. So bad. Uh, Gem V, you've not watched Finale yet? Nope, haven't. Uh, I'll leave that then. I will just say, nailed it. Um, and they, I was told, and everyone was told, that it will leave on a setup for season four of The Boys. And then season four of the boys will leave it on a setup for season two of Gen V, ah. and it really does set up season four of the boys. Really, uh, you see some boys. Really, um, I, I, I might not see the boys, but you see some very you know iconic people from the boys show. Big boys, yeah, big boys. Uh, right, let's move on to box of scraps, mate. Box of scraps. I am so extremely proud of us. What's that? Forty-two minutes. Forty-two minutes. I am yeah. so proud of us. We are flying. We, I thought I was. I didn't want it to be an hour and a half episode. So I'm glad we've condensed it all for everyone in this take. Uh, what's on your scraps, mate? Now, I saw a scrap as we was coming on. I'm just trying to quickly find it because. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, Culture Crave yesterday. You might have seen it already. Um, the Marvel's pre-sales are reportedly now pacing behind the Flash, which opened at 55 million. This film is going to be shit. <laughs> It's going to bomb bad. Jesus Christ. Um, again, that might... All these little things we just reported from Variety. Yeah. If Marvel's is as bad as it seems to be, worse than The Flash, even Black Adam as well. I read it as well. So it's pacing worse than Black Adam. Jesus. Um, so it's probably going to make three, maybe 
400 max yeah. money. I don't think it'll make 400 million. I don't think it will. That's terrible. Which is terrible because I believe the budget is, you know, 250 mil yeah. plus marketing needs to make about five. So they're going to lose money yet again. It's just pissing money away. Pissing money away. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a worrying time. Will that make them go down some of these routes that they've spoken about at this retreat? changing it up from Kang to Doom, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, there's going to be a... You've probably seen it. There's a big post-credit scene in the Marvels. Um, there's a familiar face coming. They've already basically said it's X-Men, so I'm, it's not even a spoiler at this point because the yeah. teaser trailer left a big X in the sky. Oh, yeah. Um, just they're trying to get some more sales. Yeah, it needs some in. It needs some in. Wherever you can. Venom, let there be carnage. Done the same thing with Tom Holland's um, end credit post scene. Oh, yeah. Done the same thing. We know what you're doing, studios. We're not, we're not silly. Yeah. Yeah, I think Connor's right. I think it's going to be an absolute bomb. Uh, any more scraps from you? That's it. Well, I've got one then, and we're going to be under 45... Well, no, fuck's sake. Uh, Just over 45 minutes. Uh, new Prison Break series. Oh, no way. Yeah. Uh, set in the same world, but not about any of the um, characters we've seen. Don't bother there. I don't understand what we're doing. Good answers. Uh, good questions, <laughs> which I do not have the answers for. Don't know what's going on there. Just sums up the this, this industry at the minute. Look at old IPs and try and make some money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not interested in that at all, even though Prison Break season one, especially, was one of the greatest seasons ever. I love Prison Break. And when it went, and then, Michael, if you haven't seen it, too late, spoilers. When Schofield died, I was like, okay, he's dead. And then he come back. I was like, what, what's going on? What is going then on? he died again. <laughs> There's no point in this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Colin's clearly bitter about it, but I agree. <laughs> uh, that is the show. Uh, as I said up top, we are taking just a two-week break now. It's all right, it's only the Marvels. Um, <laughs> and uh, check out next week on Twitter, uh, on Netflix, The Killer. We're going to speak about that, Michael Fassbender and yeah. David Finch. Uh, Fincher, sorry. Uh, can't wait to check that out. Um, but yeah, two-week break, and we're going to come back with all the catch-ups leading into the final movies, i.e. Aquaman 2, etc., and take you through the rest of 2023. But for now, enjoy your two weeks, and thank you for listening. And thanks for having us in your ears.